Today's episode is sponsored by Elementor. People ask me, Evan, how do you have the time to learn to code on top of doing the artwork and making the products in your store and recording your podcast? I don't know the first thing about coding, but that doesn't matter because Elementor will help you build a pro website without any code. You can drag and drop. There's hundreds of website designs, hundreds of widgets, and dynamic content. You can make a great looking website that's set up for WooCommerce. So if you're selling something, they've got you covered. If you click the link in the description, you'll get 33% off a basic plan for your first year. Elementor, making websites accessible again. All right, let's get into it. Hey, Catalyst crew. Welcome to Catalyst Corner, episode 46. It's Thursday, so we've got Jim F0123 Art on with us, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. How you doing, Jim? Yeah, doing okay. How you been? Uh, you know, just getting the orders done. Yeah. Cross that thousand threshold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. They yeah. Say, you know what they say is like every milestone you hit, you know, like you hit 500 mm-hmm. and then like your next 500 is not, doesn't take as long as you, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it is interesting to kind of, you know, see that kind of play out because we're already chipping away now at, you know, the next set of numbers. Right. Yeah. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's small, but it's a personal, personal milestone. Well, it's all going to start somewhere, right? So, I mean, you, you, you know, you're crossing important milestones. It's growing. It's getting bigger by the day. So, you know, that number might sound small now, but in a very short amount of time, you're going to be looking back and saying, yeah, I remember those days back when it was only a thousand. Now it's tens of thousands. Yeah. So, um, it just, it feels good. So I actually got to ship out a few more of those Onis to uh, Japan. Nice. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I told you, it, it's not, it, it costs a lot to get them yeah. out there, but yeah. it's rad to have, you know, right. supporting the boys. Exactly. Um, so have you seen, have you watched anything? I, I have. I have. Um, you talked about this a while back. Oh. And I never had gotten to see... The original one. I never saw the second one either. You had talked about the second one. But a uh, little movie called uh, Terrifier. Oh, I love it. What'd you think? So I loved it. Yeah, it's, but, it's, uh, it's incredible. It's camp. It's So if you want camp, if you want gore, yeah, if you gore want all the way. bad acting, but it's everything you want oh, and you in a slasher yeah, movie. You can't take your eyes off you, of art. You've got a great slasher yeah. right that that is right up there with your Freddy Kruegers and your Jasons and your he Mike is. Myers he is he's a, he is a one of the few modern day yeah slashers right so i mean you you've got it you've got a great character and just the the thing it's it's funny it's stupid it's silly it's it, it's just everything you'd want in a slasher film. Now I'm excited to at some point watch the second one, but so so the guy that directed it did all the, like in the first one he did the makeup, he wrote it, oh, okay. he directed it. You know, a guy after my own heart. He sure. did all the special effects. Nice. And he did a lot of it in the second one too. Okay. And then, you know, I think a lot of the feedback he got was it's great cuz it's fun. Yeah. But it's three fucking hours. It's yeah. too long. Yeah. What I heard was for the third one he's still going to write and direct it. But he's going to pull back on the editing and everything. And Good. I think, 
you know, if they can trim it down to an hour 50. For you a know, horror movie, that's right around the time frame that you should typically have it at. Right. It becomes a chore after that. Right. It, the special effects were not there. No, but, but it's it was like just very, what it, you, you want. Know, it has like almost um, uh, shades of like Evil Dead. But you have a character that is is charismatic and intriguing and you, you know, again, you, not that you necessarily want the the villain to win well, he's but got, he's got a great personality and he doesn't speak right right so to be able to kind of come across as a fan favorite without saying a word right but you want it you know that's the whole thing you want to see this guy you want to see him perform he's got kind of the danger of jason mm-hmm. with the camp and attitude of 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 like freddie post too yeah absolutely so I mean I I'm I'm all for it I'm I'm definitely in I give it two thumbs up for uh, for that movie what what about you what did you catch so I watched a couple okay and uh, unfortunately I'll start there I I did not have the joy that you had oh. watching Terrifier oh uh, so the first one I watched was was uh, the better of the two okay and that was Cocaine Bear oh the old Cocaine Bear <laughs> I can't tell if Elizabeth Banks is just still so green when it comes to directing maybe because there were there were moments where i was like this is pretty good actually mm. i think they could have probably went with not an actual bear but like you know when in the close-ups and stuff yeah. a practical model instead of using cgi the whole oh, time okay. that was a little distracting okay the premise was good you yeah. know it's fine it's fun right and there were elements of humor it almost took itself a little too seriously oh all right you had ray liotta in his last performance yeah, it yeah. was cool to see it and listen that's cool he he was good he ate right, up the screen right the scene that really sticks out is like the the emts get called in mm-hmm. and they go and they find the sheriff who's margot martindale so she's the sheriff and she's hurt the guy the emt opens the door and a head falls out of a bucket of and course. then the cocaine you know the bear's fucking going out of his mind yeah. eh, as, like, as it does you know there, there were funny moments there they they get into the ambulance the bear's chasing them you know they're screaming it should have went more terrifier than the gray yeah i mean th- this was not a movie that lend itself to being serious because i mean obviously it's based on a true story but the true story is not anything remotely close to this movie no. so they took you know they took a what sounded comical and and, ha- and it was harmless in real life and they made it into this movie that they wanted to make bombastic obviously charlie's angels reboot was was garbage garbage so initially i'm a little wary going into it going like well maybe elizabeth banks can't do it but then i watched this and i'm like well maybe she can maybe maybe if they're gonna take well so it did well it made money yeah Oh, yeah. No, it made money because it had a small budget. Right. And people were interested because it's a the premise is interesting. Yeah, but it doesn't even rate that bad. Like, no. you, even on, like, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 68, yeah. which which for a movie like that isn't bad. Elizabeth Banks, I, I agree, I think is a little bit still green, but Elizabeth Banks is very much an SJW. If you go that route, I don't think she'll have success. If she just makes entertaining movies, I think she can be successful. Because I don't think she's bad in general. My hope is is that she takes this win. Because mm-hmm. I would call it... Oh, it's a win. I would call it's it a, a win. It's a win. And go, okay, well, they're going to take me serious as a, as a director now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't have to make everything an outrage. You said what you said about 
you don't think that men will take you serious in this type of... Well, you, well you have... it wasn't that. She just talked about how Ray Liotta was great to work with, and he took all of her direction, and people were telling her going in that actors in general don't always take all your director notes. So what I'm hoping is that she now that takes... Now she's had a win. Right. Now that she has a win, she doesn't have to go down that path anymore. It's more, all right, there was some potential in Cocaine Bear, keep honing your craft make entertaining movies right right and so if that's you do that people i mean again you you've made a movie now that people are going to give you an opportunity for the next one right and i'm curious to see where she goes i'm never anti any of of this shit i no. want woman directors uh, well i course. want trans people i think that the diversity of all of it makes things better but if you suck you can't hide behind what makes you different. Right. Don't make it about your message. Make an entertaining movie. And if you're a trans person or you're a person of color, make an entertaining movie. But if your movie is going to be preaching to us about your cause or about your SJW views. If you want to make a fucking movie like that, make a movie about, you know, rights. Otherwise, you have to be more nuanced with your message. Right. So the other one I watched was not good. Oh, no. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, here we go. Here blood, we go. Blood and honey. Nice. Do you know anything about it? I know very little about it, so, to be honest. Let me tell you what I thought going into it. Going into it, I just assumed it was like a couple of dudes that dressed up like Winnie and Piglet and were killing people. Yeah, that's what my assumption would be as well. Well, that's not the Oh, case. that's not it. Okay. So the, the plot is that Winnie and Piglet are very upset with Christopher Robin. Oh, as they sometimes get. He went off to college oh. and shut them out. Oh, just left them behind. And in, in their loneliness and despair, the darkness crept in and made them monsters. So they are actually Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. Oh, so this, this isn't people in costumes. No, no, no. This, this is, is the... actually Winnie the Pooh and Piglet out for revenge because yeah. Christopher Robin wronged them. Right. Oh. And, the, you know, they go on the killing spree. and Nice. And it, the thing of it is, right, I could even almost get behind something like that, right? Like yeah, I liked, almost. I liked Willy's Wonderland with Nick Cage mm -hmm. where, like, the things came to life or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get on board with bizarre shit. Sure. You, and there were, like, hints. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You should have done more of an exposition at the beginning, mm. you know. But it seemed to just fall apart. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, yeah, there were a couple of gory kills and, like, but what really threw me off was I thought they were men in masks. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 these are creatures. I think if you're going to do it right, it can be fun. But that was not the right way to do it. Yeah, that that is not what I was expecting to I, hear. You know what you lean into is you just go... These people are obsessed with Winnie the Pooh. They're crazy. And they're killing people. Right. No. You got to go with Eldritch fucking Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, that's that's odd. Did you see they were giving out the presidential medal? Yes. Uh, for arts. Yes. Yes, I did see this. <laughs> and Mindy Kaling got one. Yeah. Now, initially, I was like, are you, fu you know, yeah. are you fucking could, for yeah, real? Yeah, could you be any more tone deaf? Right. Like, that's spitting in the f right but then i read it right mm -hmm. and it's like she was already on the books for 2021 so right. before velma was even you know exactly conceived in the bowels of hell 
she was getting one. Yeah. Now, I still don't think she deserves one. I think she's a hack. Well, I, I don't. Well, there's the thing, right? Like, take Velma out of it. I don't think she's done anything that would well, warrant she had, it. She was on the, on the Office. She yeah. had her own TV show yeah, for a but while. None of it was she none of it was super it's very, popular. It's all very mediocre right. to me. It's all very and, vanilla. Mindy Kaling is hit or miss. Yeah, like we more we know, miss. We know her because of how awful Velma was. Right. And I said, oh yeah, Mindy Kaling. You'd be like, what? That girl from The Office? Yeah, not the star of The Office. She no. was just. In the office. They gave one to Bruce Springsteen. And then Julia Louis-Dreyfus got one, which I think, again, pretty fair. You were on Seinfeld. Yeah. You know, she's got a pretty... That Veep show has gone on for a long time. Yeah. She's not a slouch. No. And I mean, again, she's in the MCU now, so she's still doing something. Seinfeld is, again, one of those things where you can go anywhere in the United States and say Seinfeld. Right. And people know what it is. You had Gladys Knight. Oh, and Vera Wang, who, who, again, yeah, another. like, yeah, that that you can that name you can say anywhere in the world, right? And you're gonna know who that is. You have these iconic people: Bruce Springsteen, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Vera Wang, Gladys Knight, and Mindy Kaling. You can say at some point every one of those names was at the top of their respective game. Or close to it, besides Mindy Kaling. was selling out yeah. stadium. And he still and he still does. And he yeah, still pe- does. People dig him. Gladys Knight for R&B, right? Top of the charts. Bruce Springsteen, top of the charts. Julia Louis-Dreyfus was on a show that was one of the biggest shows on uh, sitcoms on TV. Yep. Right. Vera Wang, obviously. Iconic. Iconic for fashion. And- right. She does dresses like that's right. her big. Just was so strange to me because you have all these. I use icon because I'm not a fan of all of them, but they are icons. Right. Sure. I and, agree. And then Mindy Kaling. But me, Mindy Kaling has never been, not, not that she's never been at the top. She's never been in second place. The timing is like funnier than anything that was right. on Velma. Yes. Right? Initially, I was like furious. Well, this, I, yeah, you know, the timing is just so bad. She has the lowest rated cartoon in right. history. But this is this is what unfortunately makes it so, so poor because you're giving somebody an award for arts when you just finished making the number one worst ever animated show in history but it is for 2021 so so right so that calmed me down a little bit because sure. i was like all right cool it's before velma was even conceived but then i was like wow this is funnier than anything that came out of the writer's right. room well you know but here's the thing take velma out of it right yeah D- does anybody think that mindy kaling deserves to be a- along with those other names even if you take velma out of it I still, even if Velma never happened, yeah. I'd still look at that and say, what the fuck did she do that she would get this award? She's not ever succeeded in anything. Well, She's just a piece of a puzzle that's much larger than her. Let, let us know in the comments if you think she's deserving of the award or if it's some kind of, you know, play to keep pushing the Mindy Kaling train, even though it's run out of fuel a long mm. time ago. Oh, yes. I wanted to talk to you about the producers of Wednesday hated Jenna Ortega. Well, did you hear the reasons why? It's the same reasons why the producers of The Witcher hated Cavill. I want to talk about that for a second, though, after we talk about this. So when you have an actor who knows the source material, 
understands the source material and doesn't want to put out shit because your writing is shit and you're destroying the character and the lore, yeah, you're going to get backlash and deservedly so. And I'm glad that they made the changes that she wanted because if you didn't, Wednesday would have flopped. I don't know when this shift in mentality happened where the writing and the acting is totally divorced from each other. Yeah. Because the whole idea is the actor's job is to embody the character. Mm-hmm. And when you're taking on a role that is pre-established, no one wants you to do a repeat. No one wants you to repeat Christina Ricci or anything like right. that. You make it your own. Yeah, and but, she did. But we all know who Wednesday is. Is right, and the writers wanted her to be peppy, gay, gay, excited about you know people complimenting her outfits, right? Like getting excited about a a a pretty dress. Wednesday Adams getting excited about a dress is the polar opposite of who Wednesday Adams is. Now we watched Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty good. Instead of just being like, "Oh, you were right," they are doubling down and just being like oh she was a terror to work yeah, with yeah the same thing they're saying that they said about cavill but what kind of a what wh- whose playbook is that it's like that's the, the fa- woke sjw playbook the fans loved her mm-hmm. the people are tuning in look when uh, jenna ortega as wednesday adams has created a dance that will now live forever it was, and it's been, ever it's been and trending ever. on TikTok for months. Right. So, again, you you have something now that is going to, that that is in pop culture, right? Well, the problem is, it's like, it's the same thing with Cavill, right? I can't think of anyone else who could play Geralt now. Just like, right. I can't think of anyone else who could play Wednesday. Right. Oh, no. I mean, again, you can get other people to play them eventually. I mean, because I thought Christina Ricci was fantastic. So did I. And I thought Jack Nicholson as the Joker was great. And then Heath Ledger came along. Right. That's what I'm saying is like when you, you know, it's this new iteration. But you have to. But the thing is, you have to take what was there and try to make it your own. Better it if you can. But it's got to be you know, true to the character that came before it. And like you said, Joker has done that. Wednesday now has done that. If you want, if you made Wednesday to what they wanted you to do, it's dead. DOA, but the right thing on is, arrival. Right, is that it's, it's hard to, to say like where, where Wednesday is going to go because right. she was doing an interview and she's like, yeah, next season is going to be less about romance and mm-hmm. more about, you know, Wednesday and you know, the family. Right. And I'm thinking like, those were my favorite, but like, that's the thing is that the, the episode where Gomez and Morticia were on it was the best, right. the best episode. Well, well, Netflix had just made a whole big change. I think you've probably seen this, too, where they said, "Mm, yeah, we made a giant mistake in our programming. We're going to get back to profitability. And they have because they made a a major shift in what their content is. And they've come they've come back to profitability. So they're not going to make that mistake. Netflix is not going to allow 
that Wednesday mistake. So when season two comes out, if it's, hey, whatever Jenna Ortega says, that's that's how we're going to well, do it. It's going to happen. The thing of it is, is it's almost a betrayal, right? That the actors have to, you know, protect the properties. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to fall on the writers. Right. To protect the right. properties. Which, which here's what pisses me off, right? This, this one got me. So we know the writer that was on The Witcher left. Right. Went to... Well, they said... I think he got fired. Sure. Either way. But went to Marvel, right, and landed yeah. the, the writing job for X-Men 97, the animated show that's coming out. Yeah. The, the, is it a continuation or it's a reboot? It's supposed to be a continuation. Cool. Sign me up. And I, was, and I was on board with you. And then he said, I'm not letting anybody onto my team that doesn't know the lore and respect the lore of what came before me. Perfect. I'm like, yep. He just did an interview yesterday or a day ago. Yeah. So they I'm got writing, him indoctrinated. I'm writing the X-Men for the modern audience oh, through my yeah. lens of a gay black man. You fucking son of a bitch. You had me. You had me. I believed you. Bro, and then you fucking bent me over and the stuck mouse, it. The mouse the has mouse, power. They brought him into fuck. the building and just like... he. he yep. <laughs> that's so, incredible. So everything... I was... I was so on board with this guy. Everything that he was saying, I was, th- you know, this is going to be awesome. And nope, it's going to be another woke piece of Disney shit. Yeah, but Disney's doubling and like they don't like. Here's the thing: is that if Netflix can, if Netflix has pumped the brakes, right? Yep. And reversed course, which I know that's hard for because egos are huge mm-hmm. in these companies. But if if they've actually taken a minute, right? Here's the play. You cancel Witcher because you're not get Cavill's gone. Right. So you got to cancel it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can do the animated stuff. Sure. You know, to keep the IP sure. alive. You could do that. And if if you're lucky, you get Lauren Hersick out. Mm-hmm. Never work with her again. Right. And maybe in five, ten years, Cavill's going to age a little bit and you can do older Geralt. Right. You bring him back. Sure, you could do you that. You have the reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And you can keep the IP alive right. with the animation. Sure. But you need to pump the brakes hard with mm-hmm. all of this we don't care about source material. You know, we're going to tell the stories we want to tell. Yeah. All your IPs yeah, belong well, to well, us. Look at how good Willow did. Gone. Gone. But then you hear, but then you hear the jackass Here's producer. The thing. This is what I'm talking about, though. Is just take the fucking L, bro. Right. And he's just like, well, it, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's not canceled. We just we just released everyone yeah. from, her, uh, so, from their contract. So, yes. So 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 what you're saying is, in ten years, Willow might come back. Right. And so in your mind, well, it's not canceled because in ten years it might come back. Here's the thing. Oh, okay. Do you remember that show? Mind Hunter on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, so that's a David Lynch. Yes, yes, and it's good. Okay, you know, it's like, and what I mean by that is, whether you're into serial killers or not, mm-hmm. from an artistic standpoint, it is done masterfully. Yeah, but it's incredibly expensive to to film anything in the seventies, right? Sure, sure. 
and 80s. Like, that costs money to mm-hmm. make shit look like that, right? Yeah. And it just, it, it, it's got super high, you know, scores and everything. It is pretty universally loved. Mm. Costs too much money, doesn't have a big enough audience to justify sure. the price. It made two seasons, it got two seasons, and then they put it on hiatus. Yeah. And then they released the cast, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, Lynch did an interview, and he's like, maybe in five or ten years, but not on Netflix. Right. And that's the thing, is like, Willow's dead. It's dead. It's dead. Yeah. There's no, and you know what's crazy? Willow is dead, dead. There's right. no, there's no bringing Willow back now. Well, again, you had, you had a niche 80s movie right. that was that w- had a cult audience. You brought it back, and y- what you did to it, so much bastardization of this IP that the people that did enjoy Willow now hate Willow, and the people that never knew about the original movie that now watch this hate this. It's, so you have you have nobody that wants this back. It's crazy to me to see what they've done because. I don't know if the thought process was, well, if we make a couple stinkers, you know, they may not like this, but they'll always be the original. And it's like, no, I like I can't watch old Willow now because I know what you've done. To right. It. And here's the thing. No one was begging for more Willow. I was excited when they announced it. Sure. You anybody that liked the there, original, but no one was begging for it. There's not a lot of good high fantasy out sure. there. And I was like, all right, you know, and when I say good, right, CW does a lot of shit. And I'm not shitting on them, but it's just like I want something that's yeah, a, little, a little, you know, bit, has yeah. a little more money behind right, it. Right, exactly. And there's not a lot. You got, we had Game of Thrones, that fell apart in the end. Mm-hmm. Then we had House of Dragons. So you got House of Dragons, which yep. is pretty well received. That's what you got now. And that that's more dark fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking high fantasy, Lord of the Ringsy type of shit. Right. And they announced Willow. They announced Rings of Power all yep. all at like the same time. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, great. I need this. This right. is what I need is I need some high fantasy from IPs that I loved as a child mm-hmm. to kind of pull me out of the, the awfulness of the world. Right. And even like the first couple previews on Willow looked pretty good. Mm. But then when we saw what Disney was doing. Right. And then I watched it. I was like, but why? Why do it to this? Why not just make your own fucking thing that we can hate separately? All right. So so if, if anybody that's out there that has a franchise, if you want it dead, hire Erin Kellerman because she knows how to kill any type of franchise or be a part of ruining franchises. She's awful. I don't, uh, you know, again, I don't know why yeah, everything she keeps at, on getting hired. She she keeps on failing upwards, and I don't get it. Yeah, that one's weird. You know, it's crazy, too, because, like, the some of the best stuff in there was, like, the um, the guy who played Borman, Amir Chaha Patel, or Chadha Patel. Uh, he was funny. He was good. He was, like, a relatively good replacement, you know, for Val Kilmer and stuff. And yeah. It, Except that they kept, they had to make him an idiot. Right. Right? And that's what they always do. Ruby Cruz, like, I can't imagine she's going to have much of a career. No. No. She was awful. Right. But the thing is, is that 
you know, the character is what it is, right? Right. So maybe they just did a very unlikable... Yeah, they just, it, again, it was... And Tony Revolo, uh, Revolori, I mean, he's getting work. Yeah, and he'll get he'll get all the work, but at the end of the day, you know, this this stuff has got to stop. This, and, and it's and it's all Disney. Disney is the only one. Everybody else, like I said, Netflix has done a course correction. Warner Brothers Discovery has done a course correction. Yeah, but like the guy in charge, Jonathan Kasdan, who who by the way looks like he is stoned out of his mind mm. all the time. Yeah. Every interview he gives, I'm like, this dude just ripped the bong. Right. You know, if you look at his credits, he did Solo was yep. his big was his big right. one. A failure. Right. Massive he, failure. Like he worked on Silverado when he was a kid, like a whatever. Yeah. But like his big claim to fame was Solo. Right. The only Star Wars movie to ever lose money. Right. That's your claim to fame. And now you go to Willow and it's dead completely because of what you did. But they keep Good job. they keep doing this. They right. keep hiring these fucking but Disney people. Disney is doubling down on this shit. Like everybody else is saying, you know what? Well, Netflix, we made the mistake. Netflix is I think I think what's happening is Netflix was really banking on The Witcher being kind of, you know, a franchise for them. Right. And it was. Yeah. Even, even with season 2 being what it was. Yeah. People were still kind of, even I was on board. I was like, well, I don't like what they did, but, sure. you know, let's bring it around. Yeah. And I was excited that they were doing the Witcher verse and we were going to get some extra, you know, because again, I'm not, I'm very okay with you telling other stories in the universe. Sure. But it's just, it failed. It's yeah. going to be dead. Oh, it's dead. And now, you d you know, when I say to you Netflix, right, mm -hmm. you go, oh, Stranger Things. Yeah. That's got one season left. Right. What else? You're going to get the second season of Wednesday. Right. That's the only, that's the that's only other thing that you're going to say right. that Netflix is going to have that, that anybody is excited for. I mean, I was, I was on board with The Witcher. Yeah. You know? That was my thing. Sure. Oh, why do you keep your subscription? I love The Witcher. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Gone. So, so you've lost a pillar. Yeah. So at least they said, I don't want my foundation to crumble. We lost a pillar. What did we do to lose this pillar? Mm -hmm. Oh, the stories that we're telling disrespect the source material, and we're pushing message over story. Right. Disney, on the other hand... More and more saying, of it. You know, two of their pillars are gone now. Yes. And they're instead of saying, uh-oh, they're going, well, you're racist. You're yeah. a misogynist. It's the audience's fault. Right. Yeah. If you don't like it, it's your yeah. fault. They're just not intelligent yep. enough. It's high art. Right. Oh, yeah. It's all, Blame the fans always. Right. right. And so it's just bizarre to me because it's like you know did you see did you see um the clip of the you know he's like the, the chief marketing officer whatever the fuck he is of disney busting out that lightsaber oh i think i have it's like one you know it actually retracts yeah, yeah, and everything. yes 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 that is so cool right and i watched it and i go oh man 
10 years ago, I would have fucking thrown up from excitement. Mm-hmm. And it's just like now I go, that's really cool. I wonder how they did it. But I hate Star Wars. Right. Right. Yeah. And and, and Mandalorian season three's ratings are proving that people so, are done. Here's the thing is I I'm. I've become accustomed to the binge. Mm-hmm. So I was going to just wait. Sure. And then watch it. Because I watched season one and I really liked season one. Yeah. As most everybody did. And I watched season two and I liked it a little less. Yeah. But the ending is one of, is probably oh, the best moment in Star fa- Wars Disney. Fantastic. You know, Disney Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to, I'll wait. You know, I'll wait or whatever. But I saw a clip the other day of Grogu who's fine like I don't have yeah. any, anything against Grogu right but you know he they're they're on Mandalore right there's all the other Mandalorians or whatever and they're mm-hmm. training and fucking whatever and uh you know he's in this training exercise and he's like flipping you know he does this like flip yeah and I'm just like, this is the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Not even because it's not believable, because we've seen Yoda flip around. Sure. It's just that the the FX were garbage. Oh, and that's the one of the biggest issues that they've got going is their, well, their VFX is just absolute trash. It seems like they might have, you know, if the ship is sinking, they may have plugged a hole. Yeah. Well, so before we get into this. Yeah. I want to say this. I don't necessarily believe that the problem is solved. No, me neither. Okay. But, I, th- I think Feige but, has to go. But what I think what I think you might get now, might get, is a slight more open-mindedness. And what I mean by that is this bitch was the fucking absolute tyrant ruler that created and it's not just marvel it's it, it extends to dc i mean to dc to disney and, and we can get into that in a second but this is by no means this is only the start not the finish no but i think it's it is you know netflix is pumping the brakes which mm-hmm. is good to see mm-hmm. and now it seems like finally Disney is, because the thing of it is, right, and I've said this to you before, with these giant conglomerates, right, Mm -hmm. like if you think about it like, you know, a presidential cycle, right, Yeah. you don't really feel the effects of what a a sitting president does until he's already gone. Sure. It takes a tremendous amount of time for the causation Mm -hmm. to actually, you know, rear up. Yeah, very true. That's very true with these corporations, too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know... In my head, I see Disney as this giant, like, mammoth. Yep. And, you know, all of us cavemen are just throwing the spears at the mammoth, and it's like it's finally slowing down. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, how many hits can you take? Even as even at Disney, there's yeah. a limit to how much you can fail. Well, yeah. I mean, well, again, losing billions of dollars is going to change your attitude <laughs> right. real quick. At the, at the end of the day, money talks. Sure. Of course it does. You have shareholders that are looking at you. And to your point, and, th- and and I'm glad you said that, because to your point, this is all Bob Iger's fault. He was the guy that put it in place. He was the sitting president at the time this shit started. 
and it came to manifest with someone else was sitting in his seat, and now he's back. But at the end of the day, everything that's wrong with Disney is Bob Iger's fault. It's crazy because, you know, again, 10 years ago, I was singing this. I'm like, oh, he's a genius. He's really, really, he's really got some foresight because he bought everything. Yeah. Well over cost, but he wanted it, so he bought it. Sure. Whatever. He, he bought it, but like, look at what he paid for Marvel and Lucas, right? Mm-hmm. That's made its money back. Sure. So like, yeah, maybe he paid more, but like, he's gotten his money back. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I, not, not with Fox, but. No, Fox, Fox. That's going to take a while but because you grossly overpaid right. for Fox. I would say Fox was a was a failed deal. Yes. And, you know, if Comcast wanted to, they could probably, I mean, you could put the herd on them mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. But, but take that out. Like, it's very interesting that he was back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know he wants out. But sure. you got you can't. You know, he wants whatever the deal is, right? Because right. generally with these exact, you know, what do they call them, parachute packages mm-hmm. or whatever, you you have to stick around for like five years because if you, you know, right. they know how it works. They know it takes mm-hmm. X amount of time to, right. which is why he's back in the first place. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Chapek was a disaster. A disaster. You know, awful. Yes. He, like, it's... It, insane to me that that dude's going to have another CEO job. No, probably not. Eh, we'll see. We keep yeah. an eye on him. Yeah. But you know, Iger comes back in and initially is ready to double triple down, you know, with the woke message and mm-hmm. everything. Oh, and he still is. That has not changed. He still is. Well, why is she and go- he just well, said why it. is she fired then? Okay, well, I'll tell you why because Here's the thing, well, they need right? A scapegoat, right? Yes and no, right? So she she was the checkbox, right? She's a female. Yep. She's Spanish, and she's gay, right? She was the checkbox, right? Yeah, she's she's um for she me- woke, right? I get it. So they this wasn't again. You don't fire this person unless. You really have to. Right. Like, generally, you don't see, you know, a CEO of, of Chappick's level get fired unless right. you really fuck right. up. So same, so, same thing is what right. I'm saying. So let's start off with her job, okay. right? Yeah. So she was post-production in VFX, two of the worst issues that's plaguing But what I don't Marvel. understand, what I don't understand is that if you look at, you know, Endgame and before, mm-hmm. the VFX was fine. Right. So what happened? She was granted more power. Oh, they they let they made the leash longer. Right. Okay. See, same with Feige. Right. Right. Same with them, Feige. They gave him a longer leash. These people got more power, more control, more autonomy to do what they wanted. Right. And they fucked it up royally. So yeah, a sh- lot of creatives, you know function better in a structured environment yeah you know did in in and so here so she was the one who went to war with the vfx houses she's the one that the vx the vfx houses said i'm not going to work with disney anymore because of her but they named her by name here's the thing in that in that you know sphere 
Mm-hmm. If you're good at VFX, mm-hmm. you can go anywhere. Right. And and they have. These people have they've they've blacklisted now Disney. They refuse now, maybe that'll change that she's gone, but they well, all it, left. It's gonna take a while. Right. But they left because they said we don't like this person. She's a tyrant. We're refusing to work with you any further. So the VFX suffered. It's the biggest joke in phase four and five. So there's that, right? But the thing is, is, and the reason why I like to have these conversations with you is because, you know, we dive into it to this level because I go online and I see people going, well, the VFX in, in Wakanda Forever weren't that bad. You just hate the movie. And it's like, no, they were fucking bad. Right. They were terrible. There's like, there's what? nobody that knows anybody that knows anything about VFX will not tell you that it was good. Yeah, don't defend them. Right. Don't defend what is uh, that it doesn't have a defense to it. But here's how unlikable she is. Right. And this this goes to play with this whole thing. She she was asked one time about somebody interviewed her and asked her about her boss Kevin Feige and her response was he's not my boss and it's like bitch you this is the what boss do you mean he's not your boss he's not her direct boss so she bristled at the fact that this person said well, your boss who's her direct boss she's got a see, there's somebody above her yeah but the here's the thing is that if if Kevin Feige's the fucking boss of all of it. Right. So he's your boss. Right. Just like just Bob because Iger's you may not bo- like right, you, you don't report to him directly because you have a boss above you that's below him. But when when someone says Kevin Feige's the boss, if you talk about Marvel, he's your boss. There's no fucking ifs, ands, or buts. He's the guy. And for you to have that attitude, he's not my boss. Who the fuck are you? And this is why this is why people hate this woman. Because that's the attitude she that she takes. He's not my boss. Yeah, he's your fucking boss. It's just it, it, it's bizarre. Like here's maybe it's maybe it's an outside look in it. Well, let me say this to you, right? So, Catalyst has been around a little like almost a year and a half mm-hmm. now. You know, we've been live. Yeah. And, you know, I go on the forums sometimes and stuff. Yeah. And I. A lot of the people that are selling anything, it doesn't have to be this stuff we're doing. Right. Treat treat it like the customers are a burden. Yeah. And I, I that to me, I bend over backwards for my customers because, of course. because I can't exist without them. Well, right. There is no business without the consumer so buying the product. I don't understand this mentality right. of, of coming in so hostile mm-hmm. on shit. Right. So, so you've run, so you've ruined the VFX, not only the VFX of the, the TV shows on Disney Plus in the movies, but you've also made it so that the VFX houses don't want to work with you anymore. Right. So, so any, there's any, that. Any Disney property, including all the Fox stuff, mm-hmm. is going to suffer. Right. So you have that. Then on top of that, right, she was when when the whole Florida bill came out, that whole thing. Yeah, the don't and we, say gay right, bill or whatever. And we talked about this. Chapik did not want to get involved. Chapik came out and said, we're not going to get involved in that. Yeah, the one, the one, pro, like, and here's the thing. Regardless of, I, you know, I'm not, I think the bill is insane. But that, and again, that's not, that's not what we do here. We right. don't talk about politics. 
But from a business standpoint, Mm -hmm. especially in Disney's situation, you cannot, because... Because you know what the government in Florida is like, right. you can't you can't thumb your nose right. at them. And but Victoria Alonso was one of the biggest ones to push Chape. She came out and was railing Chapek about not going hard after that. But the problem so is, he, is that she, so she made him change his stance. See, but the problem is, is that you know Chapek, I you know. Say what you want, and I shit on him, mm-hmm. but he was right because this is not business as usual. We're in a post-Trump era of the GOP. You can't; they're going to do crazy shit, right? But but he was warned, and that's the thing, right? So DeSantis told him, "You don't want to do this because this is what's going to happen," right? But Victoria Alonso rallied the troops and. Force Chapek to go against the wishes. But I just don't understand how, how she, like, I don't understand what, like, what, from a business standpoint, your your victory is. Your victory was you cared more about representation and the rights and the movement over what the consequences were. It, it's very strange, you know. I don't care how, what Disney thinks about gay right. people. Right. I really don't. No. I just just entertain right. me. Right. But but you and you lost your self governance because you listened to her and the people that were following her. So she's destroyed your VFX. She's she was a proponent <laughs> of helping you lose your self governance in Florida. But that's the thing is that like. You look at these people, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Kathleen Kennedy is another one. Oh, she's got to go. And and Feige. Mm-hmm. And, but Feige's in a kind of a different realm because, you know, he has that whole endgame saga. Yeah. But, like, Victoria Alonso, like, what all you're doing is tearing down. Right. So, so she also is the one who pushed the MCU, which was phase four, which became a financial disaster for them and including into phase five. So you basically you have basically destroyed the Marvel you know Cinematic Universe is that they just went about it the wrong way. Like I wanted them to incorporate the female heroes. I just didn't want the female heroes to come in and be like, Fuck everything that's happened before. We're better than anything you've yeah, ever but, seen. Yeah, but the problem is, yes, and I agree to you to an extent, but the problem is that the female heroes that you wanted to include are the ones that have already failed. You've already seen the failure of it, and you knew what was going to happen. So, again, Feige should have said, I agree with you, and we have to do something, but I can't use... Ironheart, and I can't use Miss Marvel. These are perpetual failures. Right, you could have used She-Hulk. Sure, She-Hulk. Not obviously that iteration that we got, but I'm I'm saying you could have found ways to incorporate strong female leads, but don't use the characters that have always failed. And you did that, and they've always failed. America Chavez. These are characters that are never ever over. They have failed time and time right. again That's in the, the comics. Thing is that if they, if they had successful runs, yeah, which they've never 
had. You know, Miss Marvel was the lowest the Midnight rated. Suns, I, like I think you could roll with that. Sure, but Miss Marvel, the lowest rated Disney. I mean, lower than She Hulk. Miss Marvel was lower than She Hulk in the ratings. It was the lowest rated out of all of the Disney Plus shows. But yet, you want to continually push this character. And people keep on rejecting it, but that was because Victoria Alonso was forcing them to do it. So yeah, she but like, ruined I just, that. I don't understand why she had so much pull. Because like, if because I'm, if she's I'm, the checkbox. I know, box. but if I'm Feige, because Feige's scared shitless of the checkbox. But if I'm Feige, I would have said to her, "Why don't you concentrate on the the FX? Mm-hmm. You should have. Why don't you go? Why don't you go lick the boots of yeah. the FX companies that you fucking yeah, drove out? But, and don't worry right. about the story. But it's the same thing that Chapek should have said about the Florida bill and said, "You take care of what you're. I'll I'll handle this the way I see fit." But, but that's no, the whole, they're but not. That's the thing. That's the point of a CEO. Mm-hmm. The point of the CEO is to go deal with the grubby politicians. Yep. So that the creatives don't have yeah. to. And and la- you know, and and look, gay rights is incredibly important. Sure, of course. But as a business, the whole point of the reason the CEO gets all the money is he has to do the grubby, dirty shit mm-hmm. to keep the business afloat. Right. And if that means make nice with DeSantis, mm-hmm. even if it's grubby, right, he does it. Right. Because the consequences of going against it were so tremendously large. And you should have looked at that and said, I understand what you're saying. And in principle, I agree with you, but we cannot lose our self-governance. There's nothing that I can I cannot put your activism over self-governance of Florida. And he did it, though. He chose to do it. Well, and they're did. fucked. Right, Chapek. I wonder if Iger would have. I don't think. Here's the thing. I is think that Iger would have had a little bit more. I think Iger would push back. Listen, which I, is which he's trying to do now. Right, but I don't think. I think if Iger was still in power, mm-hmm. because regardless of how you feel about him, whether he's woke, whether he, whatever it is, he is incredibly good at making deals. Yeah, yeah. And I think he could have made nice. Right. I think he would have made right. nice. And, you know, you could still have your parades and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. But instead, you've lost your self-governance. You have no relationship with the state of Florida anymore. Right. You know, even though one of your biggest theme parks is there. Mm-hmm. And to top it all off, you have taken two franchises that are home runs mm-hmm. and ground them into the dirt. Yep. And, and just one last thing about Victoria Alonso, she was also pushing Feige where she wouldn't allow the name X-Men to be used when they finally debuted. Yeah, I saw that. She said something about she does she didn't like X-Men because of the name. Right, because there's a lot of women in there, and it's like, yeah, that's not what it's about. X-Men is about mankind. Right. It's not about men. So... That's an iconic name. Right. It's like you cannot it's like, lose the IP right. of X Men, which is universally but loved like, and known. It's like with Luke. You you know, they did the character assassination of Luke. Mm-hmm. They did that bullshit with Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and we're getting a season two, which is yeah, crazy. Great. 
And it just seems that like your male protagonists go one of two ways now, especially with Disney, which the reason we talk about Disney so much is because they're a monopoly and they own in basically all of our childhood at right, this point. Exactly. And you either have, you know, an effeminized, useless, along for the ride dude, mm-hmm. or a, a grumpy old man. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's all they are. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, again, when when Iger looks at what has been lost financially and what the bleak future financially looks like, he ha- he, he had to make that change. Iger, he didn't want to. Under no circumstances did he want to. But he ha- he knew... That right, it's going to be more why? loss. Why didn't he want to? Because if he's a businessman and he looks at what happened over the last two phases, you failed. Right. You failed. The content you were putting out was garbage. Why didn't he want to? You failed. Right. You can bring another person in of diversity who's not going to fail. Right. This person failed. Right. You failed. Just like Kathleen Kennedy has failed. Right. You can you can failed. bring in another woman who won't fail. Right. That's my point to it is that no one is saying get a white cis man in there. No. You right. can, you want to bring in another, you know, Latinx gay person? Fine. Yeah, that's there's not that's, that's not a problem. As long as they're ready Hell, to Hell, no fu- one no one knew she was gay up until this firing. Unless well, you knew her. Right. But I mean, you know, it's going to all, everything's coming out right. now. Right. But I mean, that was but that wasn't something that was even really common knowledge. We're finding it out now. But again, that had nothing to do with it. But now all of a sudden, everybody's, you know, you, you've got, you've got the activists shouting, well, what, you know, oh, she's, she's fired because she's gay. No, she's she, fired of course because she was she, not. She literally took a giant corporation that was, was a monopoly for all intents and purposes and is crushing it into she, the ground she took an evergreen property and chopped it down to ki- to kindlewood and what we should just be okay with that because so, she's gay you know what the thing is is that if you say everyone in a room is an asshole mm-hmm. maybe you're the asshole sure right i don't absolutely know. i mean Hopefully this will hemor- you know, stop the hemorrhaging, but we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, you know, so we'll put this one to bed. Uh, Jim, as always, thanks for coming on. Yeah. What, what's going on? Uh, just drawing. Just drawing every week, yep. getting it out there on the social media, Yeah, preparing. you did John Carter, right? John Carter. Yeah, yep. that was rad. Yeah. It's yep. another Disney flop. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it's but too bad. Maybe they should give the property to somebody else to make something good of, but... Yeah, so just uh, hey, check out the social media. There's uh, you know hopefully new uh, new drawings every week that uh, you might like. So if you wanna take a look, yeah, subscribe. That'd be awesome. All right, guys. So that's episode 46 of the corner. Um, CatalystCrafting.com is the main website. Catalyst Creations NH is the uh, Etsy store. Like I said, we hit over a thousand. We've got the Patreon going now, patreon.com slash catalystcrafting. Um, should we do an announcement today or you want to wait? We'll, we'll wait a little bit. All right. All right. We'll wait. We'll wait. Um, but but yeah, I mean, let, let me know what you guys think. Uh, have you seen Terrifier? 
Do you think it's a, a you know campy and fun? Uh, what did you think of Cocaine Bear? Do you think Elizabeth Banks has some chops? Uh, are you the one of the three people that liked Blood and Honey? Uh, do you think that the Presidential Medal of the Arts is a meaningless award? Uh, and how do you feel about Victoria Alonso's firing? Is it good? Is it bad? Let me know in the comments. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>